Blog Talk Radio. And because 
the Lord has revealed Angola who is in the land. Na kwa sababu Bwana amefungulia Angola ni nani aliye katika nchi. Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go. Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgal kwenda Yorodani kwenda. So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter. Kwa hivyo nabii wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia. I see Kenya is open. Ninaona Kenya hii wazi. I see Kenya is ready. Ninaona Kenya hii tayari. But Angola is not yet ready. Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado. Time is finished. Na wakati umekwisha. Time is over. Wakati umeisha. Please release the prophet to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii aje Angola. Please let the valuable mighty man of God, the one sent by God to come to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii mkuu wa Mungu aliyetumwa na Mungu aje kule Angola pia. Let me tell you something. Hebu niwaambie kitu. If you don't know. Kama mjui. The Bible. Biblia. Then you don't know what's happening here. The processing that God passes you through as a Christian. Zile hatu ambazo Bwana anakupitisha kama Mkristo. In the book of Exodus today I'll be looking at uh, what does it take for you to get close to God. Katika kitabu cha kutoka na leo ninaenda kutazama kuhusu itakugarimu nini ili uweze kusongea karibu na Mungu. I'll be looking at the processes you go through and that you need to go through in order to encounter God. Nitakuwa nikiongea kuhusu zile hatua ambazo unapitia ili kwamba uweze kukutana naye Mungu so that you can grow in the holy spirit ili kwamba ukakue katika roho mtakatifu i want you to understand ningalipenda uelewe that uh, the first thing that happens kwamba kitu cha kwanza kinachotendeka when you become a christian wakati unafanyika mkristo is that you become young again ni kwamba unakuwa mchanga mara nyingine tena when you receive the lord you become young again wakati unampokea bwana unakuwa mchanga tena so you become a young christian kwa hivyo unafanyika mkristo mchanga 
and it's very important as a young christian that you grow na ni muhimu sana kama mkristo mchanga kwamba upate kukua it's extremely important that you grow in christ jesus through the works of the holy spirit na ni muhimu kabisa kwamba uanze kukua katika kristo yesu kupitia kwa kazi ya roho mtakatifu and that process of growing na ile hatua ya kukua involves a few changes that take place in your life inahusisha mabadiliko kadhaa ambayo yanafanyika katika maisha yako so it's very important for us to understand that when you become a christian kwa hivyo ni muhimu sana kwetu kuelewa kwamba unapofanyika mkristo you have to go through a process itabidi upitie katika hatua fulani now one of the biggest problems that we have had in church na sasa moja wapo ya shida kubwa kabisa ambayo tumekuwa nayo katika kanisa why even the church is where it is is because sababu inayofanya kwamba kanisa liko mahali pale lilipo sasa hivi ni kwa sababu the church has not been able to help us grow as christians kanisa halijaweza kutusaidia kukua kama wakristo the church itself has not grown because you are the church kanisa lenyewe halijakuwa manake wewe ndiwe kanisa so i want you to understand that when you become a christian kwa hivyo nataka upate kuelewa kwamba ukishafanyika mkristo you become a new creation unakuwa kiumbe kipya and so there is need for you to grow in the holy spirit na kwa hivyo kuna hitaji kwako kukua katika roho mtakatifu there is need for you to grow in walking with christ kuna hitaji kwako wewe kukua katika mtembeo wako na kristo so you can become mature even as in receiving the holy spirit hivi kwamba ukakomae hata pale katika kumpokea roho mtakatifu after receiving the holy spirit then you can go ahead and do all those things that pertain to being a christian baada ya kumpokea roho mtakatifu basi unaweza kuendelea na kufanya haya mambo yote yanayomhusu mkristo but today i'll focus on a personal basis on you and your heart the heart of the church so it is really your heart kwa hivyo kwa hakika ni moyo wako that you give to the lord and we'll look at the heart today and the issues of the heart ambao unampatia bwana na tutatazama moyo leo na maswala ya pasayo moyo as relating to how you grow up as a christian na kuhusiana na jinsi unavyokuwa kama mkristo So when I talk to you and I talk to this country and say look kwa hivyo wakati naliwanenea na nikanenea nji hii nikasema tazama the lord has prepared you as a vessel of honor bwana amewanda kama chombo cha heshima the lord has marked you bwana amewaweka alama and prepare to use you na kujiandaa kuwatumia as a vessel of honor to transform to change the other nations of the world kama chombo cha heshima kubadilisha na kugeuza kubadilisha mataifa mengine ya dunia to change the other people of the world kubadilisha watu wengine wa dunia to change the other provinces kubadilisha mikoa mingine that means it is your heart inamaanisha huo ni moyo wako that the lord has marked so that vessel that i was talking about as a golden vessel ambayo bwana ameweka alama kwa hivyo hicho chombo cha dhahabu ambacho nilikuwa ninanena kuhusu is essentially your heart the lord was talking about msingi ni moyo wako ambao bwana alikuwa ananena kuhusu but let us look back in the old testament lakini kwanza hebu tutazame agano la kale and see the ways of the same jehovah god na tuone njia zile zile za huyu mungu mmoja yehova mungu his ways that do not change Njia zake zisizobadilika. Let us look back and ask ourselves. Hebu tutazame na tujiulize. How did God cleanse those people? Bwana aliwatakasa vipi watu hawa when they became his own? 
wakati walifanyika wake binafsi the process of sanctification is essentially to clean you up hatua ya utakaso kimsingi ni ya kukusafisha wewe and if you are not cleaned up well na kama haujasafishwa inavyopasa you always end up recycling back to sin kila wakati unaishia kurudi katika dhambi back to the world kurudi katika dunia and that is the process god does not want you to go through na hiyo ndio hatua ambayo bwana hataki upitie of recycling back ya kurudi katika dhambi We have read scriptures like Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 to 6 which say Tumesoma maandiko kama waraka wa Ibrania mlango wa 6 mstari wa 4 hadi 6 unaosema It is impossible which means it's not possible Haiwezekani kumaanisha haiwezekani for you to come receive Christ kwako wewe kukuja kumpokea Kristo be born again uzaliwe tena and then recycle back to sin alafu rudi tena katika dhambi Hebrews 4:4-6 says Waibrania 4:4 hadi 6 inasema you cannot be brought back to repentance hauwezi kurudishwa tena katika toba that's what it says ndivyo ndivyo inavyosema and that's what the almighty god says that means that word will be fulfilled na hivyo ndivyo anavyosema Mungu mkuu hiyo inamaanisha neno lake litatimilizwa We have also read from scriptures like 2 Peter Tumesoma tena kutoka kwa maandiko kama vile waraka wa pili wa Petro chapter 2 verses 19 to 22 which says Mlango wa pili mstari wa 19 hadi 22 unaosema Your final condition is worse than you were in the beginning when you recycle back to sin Hali yako ya mwisho itakuwa mbaya sana kuliko ile ya kwanza wakati ule unarudi katika dhambi. We have also read scriptures like Hebrews chapter 10 verses 26 to 31. Tumesoma tena maandiko kama Waibrania mlango ni wa kumi, mstari ni wa 26 hadi 31. 26 saying if we deliberately keep on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth 26 unaosema ikiwa tutaendelea katika dhambi kimaksudi baada ya kupokea ufahamu wa ukweli no more sacrifice for sin is left for us haibaki tena dhabihu ya dhambi kwa ajili yetu that means god will fulfill to the letter hiyo inamaanisha mungu atatimiliza mambo yote every single word in these scriptures here ambayo amenena katika maandiko kwa neno lake hapa na hiyo inamaanisha si mpango wa Mungu kwamba wewe urudi tena katika dhambi je umeelewa mtu So it is not the plan of God that you go back to sin. Kwa hivyo sio mpango wa Mungu kwamba urudi katika dhambi. And today I'm going to talk on some of the basic issues, personal issues that you deal with. Na leo ninaenda kunena kuhusu mambo ya kimsingi, mambo ya kibinafsi unayokabiliana nayo. As a Christian and I'll bring you to a point. Kama Mkristo na nitakuleta hadi kwa kiwango where you can be able to review yourself, to re-examine yourself and say Lord, ever since I became a Christian have I grown in faith? Ambapo unaweza kujichunguza tena kibinafsi kama mtu na useme bwana tangia nilipofanyika mkristo je nimekomana kukua katika imani have i grown in these things here je nimekuwa katika haya mambo hapa and if the answer is no then why haven't i grown na kama jibu ni hapana ni kwa nini basi sijakuwa the church failed because the church has been an infant for a very long time kanisa lianguka kwa sababu limekuwa ni mtoto mchanga kwa muda mrefu sana the church did not grow that is you you are the church kanisa halikukuwa yani wewe wewe ndiye kanisa 
you became an infant for a very long time umefanyika mtoto kwa muda mrefu sana the bible tells us that when you are young biblia inatuambia kwamba wakati ulikuwa mchanga and you begin to grow in the issues of god na ukaanza kwa katika mambo ya kiungu even as a child when a child begins to grow they begin with milk and then they go to solid food hata kama mtoto wakati mtoto anaanza kukua anaanza na maziwa alafu anaanza chakula kigumu alafu anafanyika mwenye nguvu zaidi but when you are young lakini wakati wewe ni mchanga you're vulnerable so in the same way as a young christian you're very vulnerable Unahatarishwa sana kwa hivyo kwa njia ile ile wewe kama mkristo mchanga uko unaathirika au una hatari mingi unless you grow ijapokuwa ukue and it's different levels of growing na ni katika viwango tofauti vya kukua even when you are called to ministry hata wakati unaitwa katika huduma you have to grow in those areas lazima ukue katika hizo sehemu even when you are called to different aspects of serving the lord you have to grow in those areas hata wakati unaitwa katika vipengee tofauti vya kumtumikia bwana lazima ukue katika hizo sehemu even i i am still in the process of growing father you can never stop growing in these things hata mimi ningali katika hatua ya kuendelea kukoma maana hauwezi kuacha au kukoma kukua katika mambo haya it depends on where you are at and what the nature of the calling is inalingana wewe uko wapi na asili ya mwito wako ni upi but let's look up in the bible and see the book of exodus chapter 30 lakini wacha tuangalie katika biblia na tuone kitabu ni cha kutoka mlango wake ni wa 30 kisha tuone and see what happened during that time tuona ni nini kilitendeka kwa wakati huo the time of moses ule wakati wa musa how did god clean up these people mungu aliwasafisha vipi watu hawa bringing them from the world bringing them from a system to which they have conformed akiwatoa kutoka duniani akiwatoa katika mtindo ambao walikuwa wameungamanishwa nao to a system to which they were built katika ule mtindo ambao walikuwa wamejengeka ndani yao all of you ninyi nyote wherever you were before you became christian popote mlipokuwa kabla hamjakuwa wa kristo you built your lives based on the world system Mulijenga maisha yenu mkizingatia mitindo ya kidunia but today lakini leo let us look at what god wants you to go through hebu tazame kile ambacho bwana angependa mpitie in order to come to the rightful confirmation hivi kwamba mkafikie ule muundo mnaofaa and i want you to understand that it is a painful process it is a process of pain when god will call you when you're pledging allegiance here nataka ujue kwamba ni hatua ya uchungu wakati bwana atakuwa amekuita wakati bwana atakuwa nakuleta kwake ukijitoa wakfu kwake when he will call you he will cause you to leave certain things wakati atakuita atakusababisha uache mambo fulani lakini nataka ujue kwamba ni hatua yenye uchungu na hiyo ndio hatua iliyoitwa kusulubisha mwili wako na kubeba msalaba wako na kumfuata Kristo hebu tuone pale nyuma katika biblia nini kilitokea kwa wana wa Israeli na maagizo waliopewa na Mungu chapter 30 of the kitabu ni cha kutoka mlango wake wa 30 katika jina la Yesu cleansing the process of cleansing utakaso natazama hatua ile ya utakaso mstari wa 17 nasoma kuendelea pale chini Let's see where we can reach with this on here. Hebu tuone tafika wapi na hii hapa. He says, Anasema, Then the Lord said to Moses, Kisha Bwana akamwambia Musa, Make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of the meeting and the altar. 
kufanya na birika la shaba na tako lake la shaba ili kuogea nawe utaliweka kati ya hema ya kukutania na madhabahu and put the water in it nawe utalitia maji Aaron and his sons that wash their hands and their feet with the water from it na Haruni na wanawe wataosha mikono yao na miguu yao humo whenever they enter the tent of the meeting na hapo waingiapo ndani ya hema ya kukutania they shall wash with the water so that they will not die watajiosha majini ili wasife listen to that sikia hiyo and when they approach the altar to minister by presenting an offering made to the Lord by fire au watakapoikaribia madhabahu ili watumike kumteketezea bwana sadaka ya moto they shall wash their hands wataosha mikono yao and feet na miguu yao so that they will not die ili kwamba wasife That's the second time he says that, you know. Unaona hiyo ni mara ya pili anavyosema hivyo. And then this is to be a lasting ordinance. Na neno hili litakuwa kwao amri ya milele for Aaron and his descendants for generations to come. Kwake yeye na kwa wazao wake Haruni katika vizazi vyao vyote. Now look at this somebody. Sasa tazama hapa mtu. God had just gotten these people from a world system. Mungu alikuwa amewatoa tu hawa watu kutoka kwa mtindo wa kidunia. They were not clean in his eyes. Hawakuwa wasafi machoni pake. And he was beginning to teach them worship. Na alikuwa anaanza kuwafunza kuabudu. Essentially what I'm talking about today. Kimsingi kile ambacho nanena kuhusu leo hii ni kuabudu. God created you to worship him. Mungu alikuumba umwabudu yeye. The sole reason for which you were created is to worship him. Sababu ya pekee iliyofanya ukaumbwa ni kumwabudu yeye. So when God says, kwa hivyo wakati Mungu anasema, He wants to sanctify you. Anataka kukutakasa. That means he wants to prepare you for worship. Hiyo inamaanisha anataka kukuandaa kwa ajili ya kumwabudu. And you see the process that God was passing them through. Na unaona ile hatua ambayo Bwana alikuwa anawapitishia. So they can be able to worship him. Hivi kwamba wapata kumwabudu. Anasema inua hiyo mikono mitakatifu kisha umwabudu. Na angalia kile alikuwa anawapitishia. He was giving specific instructions. Alikuwa anapeana maagizo maalum and calling it an ordinance, a covenant with them. Na alikuwa anawaambia amri agano pamoja nao. And he says they shall wash their hands and feet and that basin is made of a specific element. Na anasema wataosha mikono yao na miguu yao na ile besini ilikuwa imetengezwa kwa kitu au chuma maalum. And then be holy in his eyes. Alafu wawe watakatifu machoni pake and they shall do so so they may not die. Na watafanya hivyo hivi kwamba wasife. So they were beginning to understand that going to be in the presence of God. Kwa hivyo walikuwa wameanza kuelewa kwamba kwenda kukuwa katika uwepo wa Bwana God Almighty and this is a serious process. Mungu mkuu na hii ni hatua ya kumaanisha. And we are going to read a little bit further. Na tutaenda kusoma chini yake zaidi. When God calls you as a Christian. Wakati Mungu anakuita kama mkristo. It is a holy calling. Huo ni mwito mtakatifu. And I preach this to you over and again. Na nimewahubiria hii mara na mara tena. And I've said you essentially move from outside. Na nimesema kimsingi utasonga kutoka nje into the holy of holies. Kuingia patakatifu pa patakatifu. That is a holy place where there is judgment we know that already. Hapo ni mahali patakatifu sana ambapo pako na hukumu na hiyo tujua tayari. We know that the high priest tunajua kwamba kuhani mkuu did not enter there until they prepare themselves for three days. Alikuwa haingii pale hadi ajiandae kwa siku tatu. 
and they fasted and they abstained from touching their women their wives na walifunga na kujikana hata kushika wake zao they abstained from all sin and they tied bells on their feet wakawachana na dhambi zote na wakafungiwa kengele katika miguu yao because if you were not sitting right in the presence of god ivi kwamba kama hauko kwa umeketi sawa katika uwepo wa mungu you were stricken ulipigwa there was judgment there kulikuwa na hukumu pale that's why he repeats it he says otherwise they will die na ndio sababu anairudia anasema tena watakufa la sivyo so they may not die ivi kwamba wasife so when god calls you as a christian kwa hivyo wakati mungu anakuita kama mkristo It is a holy calling. Ni mwito mtakatifu. He's calling you to walk right into the holy of holies. Anakuita utembee uingie moja kwa moja hadi patakatifu pa patakatifu. Because the curtain kwa sababu pazia that was separating the outer court and the inner court is now ruptured. Ambayo ilikuwa inatenga nyua za nje na patakatifu pa patakatifu sasa imepasuliwa. And he's calling you to go in there. Naye anakuita uingie pale ndani. And there are a lot of other scriptures you can read later. Na kuna maandiko mengi mengine ambayo unaweza kujisomea pale baadaye. About what you offer when you go in there. Kuhusu kile ambacho utapeana wakati unaingia pale ndani. The calling as a Christian is actually to offer the blood of Jesus to the Father because that's the only sacrifice the Father receives. Lakini mwito kwa Kristo kwa hakika ni kuweza kupeana au kutoa sadaka ya damu ya Yesu kwa Baba kwa sababu hiyo ndio dhabihu ya pekee ambayo Baba anaipokea. And let us see how it continues here. Na hebu tuone jinsi anavyoendelea hapa with the anointing oil. Kwa mafuta ya upako. Verse 22. And he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices 500 shekels of liquid myrrh half as much that's about 250 shekels of fragrant cinnamon 250 shekels of fragrant cane 500 shekels of cassia all according to the sanctuary shekel and a hin a hin of olive oil a hin is a measure of olive oil mstari wa 22 kisha bwana akasema na Musa na kumwambia jitwalie manukato yaliyobora Manemane mbichi shekeli tano na mdalasini wenye harufu nzuri nusu ya kiasi hicho yapata shekeli mbili hamsini yani shekeli mbili na hamsini na kane shekeli mbili na hamsini na kida shekeli tano kwa kuiandamana shekeli ya pahali patakatifu na mafuta ya zaituni kiasi cha vibaba vitano yani kipimo kiwango cha mafuta ya mzaituni make these into a sacred anointing oil a fragrant blend the work of a perfume it will be a sacred anointing oil then use it to anoint the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony and the table and all its articles the lampstand and its accessories and the altar of incense and the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and the basins with its stand you shall consecrate them so they will be most holy and whatever touches them will be holy Nawe utayafanya mafuta ya kutiwa matakatifu marhamu iliyochanganywa kwa kazi ya ustadi ya mtengenezaji manukato yatakuwa ni mafuta matakatifu ya kutiwa nawe utaipaka hema ya makutano kwa mafuta hayo na hilo sanduku la ushuhuda na hiyo meza na vyombo vyake vyote na kinara cha taa na vyombo vyake na madhabahu ya kufukizia uvumba na madhabahu ya kuteketezea sadaka pamoja na vyombo vyake vyote na birika na tako lake nawe utavitakasa vitu hivyo ili uwe vitakatifu sana 
tena kila kivigusacho vyombo vile kitakuwa kitakatifu nawe utawatia Haruni mafuta na wanawe na kuwatakasa ili wanitumikie katika kazi ya ukuhani listen to me nisikize I'm taking you way back so you can understand the ways of God. Ninawarudisha pale nyuma ili mpate kuelewa njia za Mungu. The Lord told me to teach you this. He said take them back so they can understand my ways. Bwana aliniambia niwafunze haya. Aliniambia wafunze ili waweze kunirudia wajue njia zangu. Now listen to me. Hebu nisikize. God was preparing a preparation. Bwana alikuwa anafanya maandalizi for sanctifying the sanctuary. Ya kutakasa patakatifu pake even the altar na hata madhabahu you see they were touching even the ark of the covenant that is the throne that is where the glory of god comes and sits waona walikuwa wanaguza hata sanduku la agano hiyo ndiyo enzi hapo ndipo utukufu wa Mungu ulikuwa unakuja na kuketi and he was giving specific instructions na alikuwa anapeana maagizo maalum on how this place should be sanctified and cleaned kuhusiana na vile mahali hapa panatakikana patakasike na kusafishwa for worship prepared for worship kwa ibada pakiwa pameandaliwa kwa sababu ya kuabudu and at the end he says so those that are coming should also touch it with holy hands na pale mwisho anasema hata wale ambao wanakuja wapaguze na mikono iliyo mitakatifu so when god calls you kwa hivyo Mungu anapokuita into his sanctuary for worship katika hekalu lake katika kuabudu the first most important thing is are you sanctified from sin kitu cha kwanza cha muhimu kabisa ni kwamba je umetakasika kutokana na dhambi have you been separated from sin je umetengwa kutokana na dhambi and i'm going to bring you today to a place where you begin understanding that we have not worshiped god right naenda kuwaleta kwa kiwango ambacho mtaanza kujua kwamba hatujaabudu mungu jinsi inavyopasa because we came from out maana tulitoka kule nje and we did not even sanctify ourselves na hata hatukujitakasa kibinafsi and we have sat in the church na tumeketi kanisani with sin na dhambi but i've also told you lakini pia nimekwisha kuambieni that is a painful process kwamba ni hatua ya uchungu that means there has to be a pain we have to go through some pain here hiyo inamaanisha lazima kuwa na uchungu lazima tupitie uchungu kiasi hapa and i'm not going to read much of the other scriptures na sitasoma wingi wa maandiko yale mengine one of them is the book of jeremiah 18 moja wapo ni kitabu cha yeremia mlango wa 18 just read it later Utaisoma baadaye. Jeremiah 18 tells you Yeremia 18 inakuambia that when the father removes you from out kwamba wakati baba anakutoa kule nje you need to be broken by him so he can walk you as the potter works on the wheel you know unahitaji kuvunjwa naye ivi kwamba akufanyie kazi jinsi mfinyanzi anavyofanyia kazi chungu chake katika gurudumu so he can break you through kwamba aweze kukuvunja vunja zaidi that means he needs to break that confirmation of the world hiyo inamaanisha anatakikana avunje vunja ule mtindo ulio ndani yako wa kidunia whatever you like the world chochote ulichokipenda katika dunia there are many things you did in the world kuna vitu vingi ulivyofanya duniani he needs to remove them break them from you and today we are coming to you i want to be more specific anahitaji kuvivunja kuviondoa kwako na leo tunakuja kwako lazima tuwe wa maalumu kibinafsi kabisa i'll get very personal today leo hii nitaenda kibinafsi kabisa so you can understand the things in you kwamba uweze kuelewa 
vitu vilivyo ndani yako ambavyo Mungu anataka kuvivunja na kuviharibu so that he can use you hivi kwamba pate kutumia i want you to understand that god cannot use you nataka uelewe kwamba Mungu hawezi kukutumia even receive you the way you are hata kukupokea jinsi ulivyo if you have not shared all those things of the world ikiwa haujawachilia mbali vile vitu vyote vya kidunia he cannot use you hawezi kukutumia let us be very clear about this butuwe wazi kabisa kuhusiana na haya there is a process of growing kuna hatua ya kukua and you can grow by learning and growing and learning na wewe unaweza kukua kwa kujifunza na kukua na kujifunza But if you come from the world lakini kama utatoka duniani when you are things from the world still attached in your heart wakati ungali na vitu kutoka duniani vingali vimeunganishwa kwa moyo wako and when one side of your heart receives the lord and you are holding on to the other things that means you have not received the lord na wakati ambapo upande mmoja wa moyo wako umempokea bwana na ule upande mwingine ungali umeshikilia kwa mambo mengine hiyo inamaanisha hakujampokea bwana that's why i'm bringing you today and hapo ndipo nakuleta leo hili so i want you the end of this to examine yourself. Kwa hivyo nataka wewe binafsi baada ya mafundisho haya ujichunguze. Have I really shared those things of the world? Je, nimeweka mbali nimevitupilia mbali vitu vya kiduniani? There are many of them we don't have to discuss them. Gossip, lying. Kuna vingi sana baadhi yao hahitaji hata kuvitaja. Masengenyo, uongo, talking on phone, backbiting kunena katika simu masengenyo those are basic small things that you find across the christians you know na hivyo ni vitu vidogo vidogo vya kimsingi ambavyo unapata katika nyanja ya ukristo wote wote lying backbiting talking doing things you know uongo kusengenya kuongea kuhusu wengine na mambo kama hayo kufanya vitu kama hivyo talking about all these little things that happen do those things belong to god kuongea ongea na mambo madogo kama haya je hivi vitu vyote ni vya mungu kweli that's where we are going to today na hapo ndipo tunapoenda leo hii. Look at the instructions is giving Moses. He says they should clean up. Worshiping God is not a joke. Angalia vitu ambavyo au maagizo anayomwambia Musa anamwambia itabidi wajisafishe. Kumwabudu Mungu kwa kusema ukweli sio kwa mzaha. Worshiping God, you have been called as a Christian. You have been called into a deeper worship with God. Kuabudu Mungu kama Mkristo sio mzaha. Kwa hakika umeitwa kuabudu Mungu katika vilindi vya kiundani kabisa. That is the fellowship we have with God. Na huo ndio ushirika ulionao na Mungu. That is where he is resident. Hapo ndipo anapodumu. Worship is where he is. Sasa kuabudu ibada hapo ndipo alipo. You were created to worship God. Wewe uliumbwa kumwabudu Mungu. There is no way you are going to worship the jealous God when part of you still conforms to the world. Hakuna vile unaenda kumwabudu Mungu huyu mwenye wivu wakati sehemu moja yako ingali ina miundo ya kidunia. Paul was talking to them. Paul said, "Time will come when there will be need for the perfection of the saint. This is the time." Paulo alikuwa anawanenea. Paulo akasema wakati utafika ambapo kutakuwa na hitaji la kukamilishwa kwa teule na hundiyo wakati we have to make sure we can reexamine ourselves lazima tuhakikishe kwamba tunaweza kujichunguza upya look at ourselves tujitazame have i been perfected if there is anything i need to shed shed it now je nimekamilishwa kama kuna kitu ambacho nitakana niwache achilia sasa
I want you to understand that God cannot use you, even receive you the way you are. Ninataka uelewe kwamba Bwana hawezi kukutumia hata kukupokea jinsi ulivyo. If you have not shared all those things of the world, he cannot use you. Ikiwa haujawachilia mbali vile vitu vyote vya kidunia, hawezi kukutumia. Let us be very clear about this. There is a process of growing and you can grow by learning and growing and learning. Tuwe wazi kabisa kuhusiana na haya. Kuna hatua ya kukua na wewe unaweza kukua kwa kujifunza na kukua na kujifunza but if you come from the world when you are things from the world still attached in your heart lakini kama utatoka duniani wakati ungali na vitu kutoka duniani vingali vimeunganishwa kwa moyo wako and when one side of your heart receives the lord and you are holding on to the other things that means you have not received the lord na wakati ambapo upande mmoja wa moyo wako umempokea bwana na ule upande mwingine ungali umeshikilia kwa mambo mengine hiyo inamaanisha hakujampokea bwana that's why i'm bringing you today and hapo ndipo nakuleta leo hili so i want you at the end of this to examine yourself kwa hivyo nataka wewe binafsi baada ya mafundisho haya ujichunguze have i really shared those things of the world je nimeweka mbali nimevitupilia mbali vitu vya kiduniani the many of them we don't have to discuss them gossip lying talking on phone backbiting kuna vingi sana baadhi yao hahitaji hata kuvitaja masengenyo uongo kunena katika simu masengenyo those are basic small things that you find across the christian you know na hivyo ni vitu vidogo vidogo vya kimsingi ambavyo unapata katika nyanja ya ukristo wote wote lying backbiting talking doing things you know uongo kusengenya kuongea kuhusu wengine na mambo kama hayo kufanya vitu kama hivyo talking about all these little things that happen do those things belong to god kuongea ongea na mambo madogo kama haya je hivi vitu vyote ni vya Mungu kweli that's where we are going to today na hapo ndipo tunapoenda leo hii look at the instructions is giving moses he says they should clean up worshiping god is not a job Angalia vitu ambavyo au maagizo anayomwambia Musa anamwambia itabidi wajisafishe kumwabudu Mungu kwa kusema ukweli sio kwa mzaha Worshiping God you have been called as a Christian you have been called into a deeper worship with God Kuabudu Mungu kama Mkristo sio mzaha kwa hakika umeitwa kuabudu Mungu katika vilindi vya kiundani kabisa That is the fellowship we have with God Na huo ndio ushirika ulionao na Mungu That is where he is resident Hapo ndipo anapodumu Worship is where he is. Sasa kuabudu ibada hapo ndipo alipo. You were created to worship God. Wewe uliumbwa kumwabudu Mungu. There is no way you are going to worship the jealous God when part of you still conforms to the world. Hakuna vile unaenda kumwabudu Mungu huyu mwenye wivu wakati sehemu moja yako ingali ina miundo ya kidunia. Paul was talking to them. Paul said, "Time will come when there will be need for the perfection of the saint. This is the time." Paulo alikuwa anawanenea. Paulo akasema wakati utafika ambapo kutakuwa na hitaji la kukamilishwa kwa wateule na hundiyo wakati we have to make sure we can re-examine ourselves lazima tuhakikishe kwamba tunaweza kujichunguza upya look at ourselves tujitazame have i been perfected if there is anything i need to shed shed it now je nimekamilishwa kama kuna kitu ambacho nitakana niwache achilia sasa this way i'm taking you today hapa ndipo ninapowapeleka leo hii he is giving specific instructions even the formula anapeana maagizo maalum hata mtindo wa kutumiwa and when you read down we may not get there because i have a lot of scripture today na wakati unasoma ukiendelea pale chini huenda tutafika pale kwa sababu nina maandiko mengi ya kusoma leo hii even when you read down he says let nobody ever use this formula 
na wakati unasoma pale chini unasikia nasema kwamba hebu kusiwe na yeyote atakaye wahi kutumia maelezo haya formula that is giving for them to cleanse themselves before they come in the presence of God is a sacred formula hayo maagizo ambayo wanaenda kutengeneza na kuyatumia kukuja mbele zake katika uwepo wake hayo maagizo ni ya kipekee ya kiungu you cannot have a counterfeit formula hauwezi kukuwa na mtindo huo au manukato hayo ambayo ni ya kibandia You cannot do the same in another altar in other words. Hauwezi kufanya hivyo katika madhabahu mengine kwa maneno mengine. It is one formula designed by God. Then he said all these things, put 500 shekels of this and then one hin of oil and do this cleanse them. Let them cleanse their hands before they come. Most holy. Listen this one here. You shall consecrate them so they will be most holy. Ni mtindo mmoja tu ambao umetengenezwa na Mungu na anasema weka haya mambo yote pamoja anasema shekeli tano alafu kibaba kimoja cha mefuta ya mizaituni alafu wasafishe kusafisha mikono yao kabla hawajakuja iwe takatifu kabisa sikiza hii hapa utawatakasa hivi kwamba wawe watakatifu kabisa sikiza hayo most holy because you serve the most holy god watakatifu kabisa kwa sababu natumikia Mungu mtakatifu kabisa so when you have come from out there today kwa hivyo kama umetoka kule nje leo hii when you came to worship god here today wakati ulikuja kumwabudu bwana hapa leo hii did you consider that you are coming to worship the most holy god je uliwaza kwamba unakuja kumtumikia Mungu aliyemtakatifu zaidi that is where the church has failed hapo ndipo kanisa limeshindwa because the church kwa sababu kanisa has not prepared the saints for worship halijawandaa watakatifu kwa ajili ya kuabudu they have come to church as usual just walked in walk out wamekuja kanisani kama kawaida tu wametembea wakiingia kisha wakaondoka see waona but today lakini leo i am going to present a case here for you today ninaenda kuwaleteni mfano mmoja hapa leo hii so you can understand hivi kwamba upate kuelewa that we serve the most holy god kwamba tunamtumikia Mungu aliyemtakatifu kabisa you cannot just walk in and walk out hauwezi tu kuingia kisha utoke tu you have to prepare yourself lazima ujiandae if this church is going to be different in this nation kiwa hili kanisa linaenda kwa tofauti katika hili taifa if the church in kenya is going to be different and change the other churches kiwa kanisa la kenya linaenda kukuwa tofauti na libadilisha makanisa yale mengine then the perfection of the bride has to start from here basi utimilifu au kamilifu wa biarusi lazima uanzie hapa and so we have to look back and see the little items that the devil uses all the time to mess you up na kwa hivyo lazima tutazame nyuma tuone vipengevi dogo vidogo ambavyo shetani anavitumia kila wakati kwa kukuharibia wewe kukupotosha i started by giving the scriptures that you cannot go back nilianza kwa kupatia maandiko yanayosema hauwezi kurudi nyuma tena that means if this church is going to be used by christ hiyo inamaanisha kanisa hili kama linaenda kutumika na kristo this church has to fall within the perfect will of god ili kanisa lazima lipatikane katika mapenzi kamilifu ya mungu and it's the same god na ni mungu yule yule mmoja He changes not. Yeye asiyebadilika. He has the same instructions. Ana maagizo yale yale. These are the instructions he gave in the Old Testament. Haya ndio maagizo aliyopeana katika agano la kale. 
they still stand until today. Yangali yako vile vile hadi leo hii. Only that now, ijapokuwa tu kwamba sasa, the blood of Jesus, damu ya Yesu, is what is being used now to cleanse you. Hiyo inayotumika sasa hivi kukusafisha. See that? It is not the water anymore. Waona hivyo si maji tena. Only that now, ni kwamba tu sasa hivi, instead of using water, badala ya kutumia maji, it is the blood of Jesus, ni damu ya Yesu, that cleanses you, sanctifies you. Inayokusafisha, inayokutakasha. And there is no other formula that is comparable or parallel to the blood of Jesus. Na hakuna mtindo au mfano mwingine yeyote ule mchanganyiko ambao unafananishwa na damu ya Yesu. Only the blood of Jesus can set you free. But the question is this, has the blood of Jesus really washed every fiber of your being? Ni damu ya Yesu Kristo peke yake iwezayo kwa hakika kukuweka huru, lakini swali ni hili. Je, damu ya Yesu kwa hakika imesafisha kila msuli wa moyo wako? Let me surprise you as we continue. Hebu nikushangaze wakati tunapoendelea. If there are certain things in you, kama kuna mambo fulani ndani yako that you do, ambayo unafanya, and yet you are conscious that I don't think this is right. Ili hali uko na dhana ndani yako kwamba sidhani hiki ni sawa. God has not washed you. Basi Mungu hajakuosha. Do you hear me? If there are certain things as a Christian that you do. Je, umenisikia ikiwa kuna mambo fulani kama Mkristo ungali unayatenda which you know are evil are wrong. Ambayo unajua ni maovu ni makosa. Then you are not born again. Basi wewe haujazaliwa mara ya pili. Because part of being born again kwa sababu sehemu moja ya kuwa kumeokoka is to be transformed from death to life. Ni kubadilishwa kutoka kwa mauti hadi kwa uzima. Is to be washed from sin to complete holiness with God. Ni kuoshwa kutoka kwa dhambi hadi kuingia katika utakatifu kamilifu mbele za Mungu. There is no no man's land middle ground. No, it's not there. No. Hakuna mahali ambapo sipa mtu maeneo ambayo hayana mwenyewe. Pana haipo. Either you are still growing as a Christian, but the whole of your mind, your heart, your soul belongs to God. Aida ungali unakuwa kama Mkristo kwamba moyo wako na mawazo yako na mwili wako na nia yako yote ni ya Mungu and you are reaching from one glory to another nawe unatoka tukufu mmoja hadi mwingine but there is nothing like halfway i'm still recycling to sin the bible just told us there lakini hakuna kitu kama nusu nusu ningali narudi katika dhambi biblia imetuambia wazi kuhusu hapo the bible told us you cannot keep going back in second peter it even says it best biblia imetuambia kwamba hatuwezi kuendelea kurudi katika baraka wa pili wa petro imetuambia hata vyema zaidi what for the sinners though listen to what he says in hebrews 10:26 down tenda dhambi hata hivyo sikiza anavyosema katika Waibrania kumi mstari wa sita kuendelea chini He says like taking the blood of Jesus having it wash you and then put it down Anasema kama kuchukua damu ya Yesu inakuosha alafu naiweka chini tena and trample underfoot Alafu naikanyagia chini ya miguu That is the ultimate sacrifice Sasa hiyo ndio dhabihu kamilifu You cannot trample it underfoot Hauwezi kuikanyagia chini ya miguu yako And the church in this land na kanisa katika nchi hii has not succeeded in his mission why halijafanikiwa katika mwito wake kwa nini because the church has not taught the children of god how to go through the entire processing process kwa sababu kanisa halijafunza wana wa Mungu katika inchi hivi jinsi ile hatua inawapasa kupitia to be processed all the way to the end 
ili wakasafishwe hadi mwisho they have remained infants that's why they have recycled back to sin wamebaki watoto na ndiyo sababu wamerudi tena katika dhambi that means when they started the process that god was telling moses to pass these people through hiyo inamaanisha wakati walianza ile hatua ambayo mungu alikuwa amemwambia musa apitishie hawa watu kwayo they washed halfway walijiosha nusu and so what they did they came and touched the utensils and all these things with unholy hands na kwa hivyo kile walichofanya walikuja na kuguza hivi vyombo na haya mambo yake yote na mikono isiyo mitakatifu That's what the church has done. Hivyo ndivyo kanisa imefanya. Because he says with most holy hands. Kwa sababu anasema kwa mikono mitakatifu kabisa. Now, should you touch these things here? Let us continue so you understand where we are heading to. Je, sasa itakubidi uguze vitu hivi kweli basi hebu tuendelee ili upate kuelewa ni wapi tunapoelekea. Let's go to Ezekiel 36. Hebu tuende kwa Ezekiel 36. And I'm reading verse 27. Na nasoma mstari wa 27. And today we are talking about what do you need to go through? Na leo tunanena kuhusu unahitaji kupitia nini? As a church. Kama kanisa. So you can be fully processed by the Lord. So you cannot recycle back to sin. Ivi kwamba uwe umesafishwa kabisa na Mungu, hivi kwamba usirudi katika dhambi tena. What are the processes the church needs to go through? Hatua ambazo kanisa linahitaji kupitia kwayo ni zipi? Why has the church recycled to sin? Ni kwa nini kanisa limerudi tena katika dhambi? Where did the church miss the mark? Kanisa lilikosea wapi alama? Hallelujah. And listen to what he says here. Sikiza anavyosema hapa. So essentially, when you begin the walk with Christ, kwa hivyo kimsingi wakati unaanza mtembeo pamoja na Kristo, remember that the blood of Jesus, nothing other than the blood of Jesus. Kumbuka ni damu ya Yesu Kristo, hakuna kitu kingine isipokuwa damu ya Yesu Kristo that can actually save you to begin with. Ambayo inaweza kukuokoa kwa hakika and secondly wash you clean. Alafu pili kukuosha kabisa. But there is the work of the Holy Spirit in that process. Lakini katika hiyo hatua imo kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu. So the most important aspect of being born again as a Christian is the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Jambo la muhimu sana katika wokovu wa Mkristo ni kupokea Roho Mtakatifu. So if you don't receive the Holy Spirit of God, hivyo usipompokea Roho Mtakatifu wa Mungu, you cannot even walk as a Christian and that's where and why the church has failed. Na hauwezi kutembea hata hivyo kama Mkristo tena. Na hapo ndipo na ndiyo sababu iliyofanya kanisa limeshindwa. Because we have not received the Holy Spirit. Maana hatujampokea Roho Mtakatifu. We have made technical statements as becoming Christians and remain there and become infants forever. Tumetengeza tu semi kubwa kubwa za kuonyesha kwamba sisi ni Wakristo lakini tumebaki tu pale pale hatujabadilika tungali watoto. And then fallen back to sin. Lafu tumeanguka tena katika dhambi. But that should not happen from today on. Lakini hiyo isitendeke kuanzia leo kuendelea. Verse 25 just a few of the scriptures then we'll go back to the other scriptures. Mstari wa 25 mstari kadhaa hapo alafu tutaendelea na maandiko yale mengine. He says, I'll sprinkle you that's when you get you out of the world. Anasema nitawanyunyizia hiyo ni wakati ambapo amekutoa katika dunia. I'll sprinkle clean water on you. Nami nitawanyunyizia ni maji masafi. He's talking to you. Anakunenea wewe. I want you to imagine, I want you to have a picture of you walking out from sin. 
Ninataka uweze kuwazia nataka uwe na picha yako wewe ukitembea ukitoka katika dhambi out of the world receiving the lord ukitoka katika dunia ukimpokea bwana and begin a walk with the lord na unaanza mtembeo na bwana remember the way you were outside there kumbuka jinsi ulivyokuwa kule nje remember the things i've talked to you people from outside there kumbuka vile vitu ambavyo naliwanenea nyinyi watu mkiwa pale nje i have talked to you people about the dressings we had out there Nimewanenea nyinyi watu kuhusu ile mitindo ya mavazi tuliyokuwa nayo kule nje. The dirty miniskirts that you saw out there. You see those things there? Miniskati chafu chafu mlizoziona kule nje. Muona hizo vitu kule nje? The dirty language you had there on your cell phones out there. Lugha chafu chafu ambazo mlikuwa nazo kule nje. You are filthy actually thank God for the mercy. Mlikuwa wachafu. Hakika shukuru Bwana kwa hii rehema. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Shukuru Bwana kwa damu hii ya Yesu. Otherwise he is far removed from you he is separated from sin. La sivyo yeye ameachishwa mbali sana na wewe ametengwa na dhambi. You were filthy in his eyes. Mlikuwa wachafu machoni pake. And now he brings you in here. Na sasa anawaleta hapa ndani. And through the blood of Jesus. Na kupitia kwa damu ya Yesu. Now he wants to take you through a process. Anataka kuwapitisha katika hatua. So he can perfection you. Kwamba aweze kukamilisha and make you a bride that he can even receive na kufanya biarusi ambaye anaweza hata kupokea so you can even fellowship with him ili upate kushiriki na yeye so he can even talk to you hata aweze kuongea na wewe so he can love you hivi kwamba aweze kupenda so he can bring you to that place where there are 24 elders always saying holy 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 hivi kwamba akulete pale mahali ambapo kila mara pana wazee 24 wakisema mtakatifu 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 holy is the lamp you know holy mtakatifu ni mwana kondo waona mtakatifu they are singing the angels are singing how holy he is malaika wanaimba jinsi alivyo mtakatifu and yet you are coming from filthy sin let's see what he wants to pass you through here today. na ili hali wewe unatoka katika dhambi chafu hebu tuone anataka kupitisha nini hapa and he says i will sprinkle clean water on you na anasema nami nitaonyunyizia maji masafi and you will be clean nanyi mtakuwa wasafi and i'll cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols nami nitawatakaseni na uchafu wenu wote na vinyago vyenu vyote and i'll give you a new heart and that is the verse i talked to you about in the beginning nami nitawapa ninyi moyo mpya nao huo ndio chombo kile ambacho nilinena kukihusu pale mwanzoni when he says i make you a vessel of honor wakati anasema nitawafanya chombo cha heshima it is your heart ni moyo wako i am telling you the christian walk is more of the heart nawaambieni mtembeo huu wa kristo unahusisha zaidi moyo than the brain kuliko akili it is the heart that he has chosen to make a vessel of honor ni moyo ambao ameuchagua kufanya chombo cha heshima it is the heart that has received him ni moyo ambao umempokea yeye it is your heart as a servant of god that he wants to be like the heart of christ ni moyo wako kama mtumishi wa mungu ambao angependa ufanyike kama moyo wa kristo it is your heart as a christian that he wants to be as the heart of christ so people can see the heart of christ in you even where you work there outside there you see ni moyo wako ambao angaliufanya wewe kama mkristo uwe kama moyo wa kristo hivi kwamba watu waweze kuona hata pale kazini unapofanya pale nje unaona and he says here i'll give you a new heart naye anasema hapa nitawapa moyo mpya 
and put a new spirit in you. That is now the Holy Spirit of God. You see what I'm talking about? Na kuweka ndani yenu moyo mpya na hiyo ndio roho wa Bwana ambaye ananena kuhusu. Unaona vile ninavyosema hapa? That's where we are heading to. Hapo ndipo tunapoelekea. How do you reach a point when you receive from the Holy Spirit? Utafika vipi kiwango cha kupokea kutoka kwa Roho Mtakatifu? And this is exactly what the church has not taught. Na hiki hasa ndicho ambacho kanisa halijafunza. And this is exactly what Paul taught when Paul started the churches and he went back to them. Na hiki hasa ndicho ambacho Paulo alifunza na kuambia kanisa kanisa lote alipoanza na kisha karudi kuwafunza. He went back to those churches I think it was Galatia or somewhere. Akarudi katika lile kanisa nadhani ilikuwa Galatia. And he asked them ever since you received the Lord have you received the Holy Spirit of God? Na akawauliza tangia mlipomwamini na kumpokea Bwana je mlimpokea huyu Roho Mtakatifu? And they told him na wakamwambia We've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Tujapata hata kusikia kwamba kunaye Roho Mtakatifu. How could we have received him and yet we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit? Ingewezekanaje tumpokee na ili hali sijapata kusikia kwamba hata yupo huyu Roho Mtakatifu? And that is the same question to the Kenyan church. Na hilo ndilo swali lile lile kwa kanisa hili la hapa Kenya. You are the church I'm talking to now. Na wewe ndiye kanisa ambaye nanenea sasa hivi. Ever since you received Christ have you examined yourself and asked yourself have I really received the Holy Spirit? Tangia ulipompokea Yesu Kristo je umejichunguza na kujiuliza je nimempokea huyu Roho Mtakatifu? Because that is a promise he gave and he said it is only the Holy Spirit that will lead you in all truth. Maana hiyo ni ahadi aliyopewa naye akasema ni Roho Mtakatifu peke yake ambaye ataongoza katika ukweli wote. It is only the Holy Spirit that will be your counselor. Ni Roho Mtakatifu peke yake atakuwa mshauri wenu. It is only the Holy Spirit that will guide you and live according to the ordinance the laws the new law that he set for you na ni roho mtakatifu peke yake atakaye waongoza na kuwaelekeza ili muishi katika sheria sheria mpya ambaye ni torati tuliyopewa kwa nyakati hizi and many times i've talked about the new law kimwingi nimenena kuhusu sheria hii mpya and i've told you na nimewaambia that the old law kwamba sheria ya kwanza said like i gave you the book of hebrews hebrews 10:26 to 31 jinsi nilivyopatia pale katika waibrania 10:26 hadi 31 kama una wakati utairejelea it said ilisema if somebody lied you needed two to three witnesses they said i saw him he lied ikiwa mtu angalidanganya ulihitaji washuhuda wawili ama watatu wangesema naliona kwa kweli alidanganya i heard him and he died nalimsikia naye akafa and yet the new law says hallelujah na ili hali sheria mpya inasema hallelujah if you just think of lying you have lied ikiwa unafikiria tu kuhusu kudanganya basi umekwishadanganya if you just lust at a woman you have committed adultery already kiwa utamtamani tu mwanamke tayari umekwishafanya uzinzi pamoja naye now that is the new law sasa hiyo ndio sheria mpya how can you live like that utaishi vipi jinsi hiyo so the only way you can live according to what god calls you to live in kwa hivyo nje ya pekee ambayo unaweza kuishi kulingana na vile mungu alivyokuita uishi ndani yake like you see in matthew chapter 5 if you have time later jinsi unavyoona katika madhamu takatifu mlango wa 5 kama na wakati hapo baadaye is when you receive the holy spirit ni wakati unampokea roho mtakatifu only the holy spirit of god can guide you ni roho mtakatifu wa mungu peke yake aweza kuongoza and can protect you and liberate you from the law na naweza kulinda na kukuweka huru kutokana na sheria set you free from the law akuweke huru kutokana na torati you will not worry about that law anymore hautakuwa na wasiwasi kuhusiana na hiyo sheria tena 
because it will guide you and protect you and show you what to say, when to say, how to say, all these things. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Kwa sababu atakuongoza na kukulinda na kukuonyesha useme nini, useme wapi, umwambie nani kwa jinsi gani ni Roho Mtakatifu peke yake awezaye kukuonyesha mambo haya. And that's why he's talking to you here. Na ndio sababu anaenda nawe hapa hivi. And I'll give you a new heart and I'll give you a new spirit in that heart. Nami nitakupatia moyo mpya na katika huo moyo mpya nitakupatia roho mpya. And if you read down there he talks about and I'll remove from you the heart of stone. Na ukisoma pale chini anasema nami nitawaondolea moyo mgumu wa mawe. Look at that. Hallelujah. Tazama hayo. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36 it says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you Ezekiel 36 anasema nami nitawapa moyo mpya nami nitatia ndani yenu roho mpya That spirit is the Holy Spirit Na huyo roho ndiye roho mtakatifu That spirit is different from the spirit in the world Huyo roho ni tofauti sana na roho aliye ulimwenguni So if you are still walking as a Christian and operating under the spirits you had in the world you have not received the Holy Spirit of God Kwa hivyo kama ungali unatembea kama mkristo na ungali natenda kazi chini ya athari ya zile roho kutoka ulimwengu basi haujampokea roho mtakatifu wa Mungu There is a new spirit that is the Holy Spirit that a Christian is supposed to receive Kuna roho mpya ambaye ni roho mtakatifu ambaye Mkristo anatakikana ampokee And when that new spirit comes na wakati huo roho mpya iwaja it fulfills to the letter everything written in the Bible about you Anatimiliza kila kitu kipenge chote kilichoandikwa kwa Biblia kuhusu wewe which says you become a new creation. Your ways change in other words. Sema unafanyika kiumbe kipya kwa maneno mengine njia zako zabadilika. And that's why I told you about Jeremiah 18. Where he says I break you down, I destroy you. Na ndio sababu niliwaambia kuhusu Yeremia 18 anaposema nitawaharibu, nitawavunja vunja. Break you down then I do a new pot. Nitawavunja tena na kutengeneza mtungi mpya. Working on the wheel and then at the same time now I can use you. Nikifanya kazi pale kwa gurudumu na kisha kwa wakati ule ule nitawatumieni. I'll give you my message. That's why he says there in the potter's house and then I'll give you a message. Then he gives you a message. Then you carry the message the Lord has. Nitawapatieni ujumbe wangu ndiposa anasema pale katika nyumba ya mfinyanzi. Basi nitawapatieni ujumbe. Alafu anaopatia ujumbe na pale unaubeba ule ujumbe wa Bwana. Then you can speak life into life. Then you can be an ambassador for Christ. Basi unaweza kunena mwangaza ama nuru katika maisha ya watu uwe balozi wa Kristo. The book of 2 Corinthians it says you become an ambassador of Christ. Kitabu cha Korinto wa pili inasema basi unafanyika balozi wa Kristo because you've carried the message of Christ now sababu umebeba ujumbe wa Kristo sasa but he cannot give it to you when you're still operating under the laws of the world lakini hawezi kupatia wakati ungali unatenda kazi chini ya sheria za kidunia and it's so difficult to get out of those laws na ni vigumu sana kutoka pale katika hizo sheria thank god for the blood of jesus and the works of the holy spirit shukuru bwana kwa damu ya Yesu Kristo na kazi ya Roho Mtakatifu Thank God that the Holy Spirit does not obey the laws of nature. Shukuru Bwana kwamba Roho Mtakatifu hatii sheria za kimaumbile. The physical laws. Sheria za kiasili. Because by physical laws it's a mathematical impossibility. Sababu ukiandamana na sheria za kiasili haiwezekani ukipiga hiyo hesabu. To think for example of someone who is addicted to alcohol. Kufikiria kwa mfano mtu ambaye amezoea kulewa. All the way to be delivered all of a sudden. Kote kote akombolewe tu mara moja kwa ghafla. Just delivered like that. Yaani akombolewe hivyo tu. It's impossible. Haiwezekani. In the real it's not possible. Someone who is blind, their eyes 
Mike Dawsi katika uhalisia haiwezekani mtu aliye kipofu macho yake tu ghafla ianze kuona the world cannot explain it by the laws of the world dunia haiwezi kuieleza kwa sheria za kidunia so that's why it's a complete transformation na ndio sababu ni kugeuzwa kikamilifu the calling to be a christian is a more serious calling than the church in kenya has known mwito huu wa kukuwa mkristo ni mwito wa kumaanisha sana kuliko vile kanisa la kenya limeufahamu it's a very serious calling it's a complete death ni mwito wa kumaanisha sana ni kifo kikamilifu it is death ni kifo to be called into being a christian that means you are being called to die kuitwa kukuwa mkristo hiyo inamaanisha unaitwa kufa die with christ resurrect with christ ufe na kristo ufufuke pamoja na kristo and baptism is a symbolic is a physical representation of that death and resurrection with christ na ubatizo ni ishara ni kiashirio cha kile kifo ndani ya kristo na kufufuka pamoja naye tena now i'm very surprised that the church in kenya does not even baptize at times sasa ninashangaa kwamba hata kanisa la kenya halibatizi tena Baptism is part of that process I'm talking about. Ubatizo ni sehemu ya ile hatua ambayo nanena kuhusu. And the church in Kenya has not baptized. Na kanisa hapa Kenya halijabatiza. And yet baptism is a physical representation of that death and resurrection. Na ile hali ubatizo ni onyesho la kiasili kuhusiana na hicho kifo na kufufuka. It's a holy calling. God is calling you to resurrect. Ni mwito mtakatifu Bwana anakuita ufufuke. That's why the Bible tells you that we rely on the promise of he that raised Christ from the dead and will raise us from the dead, you see? And ndio sababu Biblia inakuambia kwamba tunategemea ahadi yake yeye aliyemfufua Kristo toka kwa wafu naye pia atatufufua sisi kutoka kwa wafu. Je, waona? But let's look at what he does with your heart. Lakini hebu tazame kila anafanyia moyo wako. And he says from 26, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. That's in your heart. Mstari wa 26 anasema nami nitawapa ninyi moyo mpya nami nitatia roho mpya ndani yenu Hallelujah I'll remove from you your heart of stone Why does he say heart of stone Let's focus on this today Kwa nini anasema moyo wa mawe Hebu tazame hapa leo This is a very basic teaching today Sasa haya ni mafunzo kimsingi sana leo Why Why is it important for God that you have this teaching Kwa nini ni kwa nini kwamba uweze kupata mafunzo haya Because it's time to shift positions as Christians to polish up and be refined Kwa sababu ni wakati wa kubadilisha nafasi kama wakristo Hivi kwamba tukajitengeza upya na tukaweza kutakatifika The calling to be a Christian is a more serious calling than the church in Kenya has known. Mwito huu wa kukuwa mkristo ni mwito wa kumaanisha sana kuliko vile kanisa la Kenya limeufahamu. It's a very serious calling. It's a complete death. Ni mwito wa kumaanisha sana ni kifo kikamilifu. It is death. Ni kifo to be called into being a Christian. That means you're being called to die. Kuitwa kukuwa mkristo hiyo inamaanisha unaitwa kufa. Die with Christ, resurrect with Christ. 
ufe na kristo ufufuke pamoja na kristo and baptism is a symbolic is a physical representation of that death and resurrection of christ na ubatizo ni ishara ni kiashirio cha kile kifo ndani ya kristo na kufufuka pamoja naye tena now i'm very surprised that the church in kenya does not even baptize at times sasa ninashangaa kwamba hata kanisa la kenya halibatizi tena Baptism is part of that process I'm talking about. Ubatizo ni sehemu ya ile hatua ambayo nanena kuhusu. And the church in Kenya has not baptized. Na kanisa hapa Kenya halijabatiza. And yet baptism is a physical representation of that death and resurrection. Na ile hali ubatizo ni onyesho la kiasili kuhusiana na hicho kifo na kufufuka. It's a holy calling. God is calling you to resurrect. Ni mwito mtakatifu. Bwana anakuita ufufuke. That's why the Bible tells you. Ndio sababu Biblia inakwambia that we rely on the promise of he that raised Christ from the dead and will raise us from the dead, you see? Kwamba tunategemea ile ahadi ya yeye yule aliyemfufua Kristo kutoka kwa wafu, nasi pia atatufufua kutoka kwa wafu, waona? But let's look at what he does with your heart. Lakini hebu tuone kile ambacho anafanyia moyo wako. And he says from 26 I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Na anasema tangia mstari wa 26 nami nitawapa moyo mpya na kuweka ndani yenu roho mpya. That's in your heart. Hallelujah. I'll remove from you your heart of stone. Yaani katika moyo wako, yani ataondoa ule moyo wako mgumu wa jiwe. Why does he say heart of stone? Let's focus on this today. Ni kwa nini anasema moyo huu wa jiwe? Hebu tazame hapa leo hii. This is a very basic teaching today. Haya ni mafunzo kimsingi sana leo hii. Why? Kwa nini? Why is it important for God that you have this teaching? Kwa nini ni muhimu sana kwa Mungu kwamba mpokee mafundisho haya? Because it's time to shift positions as Christians. Kwa sababu ni wakati wa kupata nafasi nyingine kama wakristo. Polish up and be refined. Kutakaswa na kusafishwa. Why does he say the heart of stone? Ni kwa nini anasema moyo wa mawe? Because the heart that you had in the world kwa sababu moyo uliokuwa nao katika dunia is a heart that is impeding the works of the holy spirit it blocks the work of the holy spirit ni moyo ambao unazuilia kazi za roho mtakatifu moyo ambao hauwezi kuruhusu kazi ya roho mtakatifu iendelee i want to ask you today nataka nikuulize leo if you ever go outside in the world ikiwa wewe unawahi enda kule nje duniani and you find that a christian for example comes to you and says oh sister can you pray with me na unapata kwa mfano dada anakuja anakwambia dada tafadhali omba pamoja nami and then you act in a way as in blocking Christ from using you alafu kauliza kwa njia kana kwamba unazuilia Kristo asikutumie to touch their lives kuguza maisha yao listen to me you have not been changed you still have the heart of stone nisikilize haujabadilishwa ungali uko na ule moyo wa jiwe only the holy spirit and the process of processing can break down that heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh ni roho mtakatifu peke yake na ile hatua ya usafisho inaweza kuvunja moyo huyu wa mawe kisha akupatie moyo wa roho why does he call it a heart of stone kwa nini anaita moyo wa mawe because the holy spirit cannot pierce through kwa sababu roho takatifu hawezi kupenyeza the word of god cannot pierce through the heart of stone neno la bwana haliwezi kupenyeza moyo huu wa mawe that heart is resistant to the works of god huu moyo unapinga kazi za mungu what do you see the church in kenya looking like unaona kanisa la kenya linakaa vipi leo hii for example when the church does not want people to repent kwa mfano wakati kanisa halitaki watu watubu then that heart is a heart of stone basi huo moyo ni moyo wa jiwe that church 
is still retaining a heart of stone from the world. Hilo kanisa lingale liko na moyo wa mawe kutoka duniani. A heart that is not of Christ, a heart that cannot be used by God. Moyo usio wa Kristo, moyo usio weza kutumika kwake Mungu. If you find that every time ikiwa utapata kwamba kila wakati you are resistant to the move of the holy spirit unapinga mtembeo wa roho mtakatifu you are resistant to things of god unapinga mambo ya mungu as in you know there are many excuses self interest kana kwamba kuna visababu vingi na faida za kibinafsi personal interest faida za kipekee privacy the devil brings them in many ways ubinafsi shetani anaileta katika njia mingi then you know you have not been born again you are not yet born again you need to receive Jesus again basi unajua kwamba haujaokoka haujazaliwa mara ya pili itakubidi umpokee Yesu uokoke uzaliwe mara ya pili you understand me je unanielewa i want you to understand that there is a heart of stone ninataka uelewe kwamba kuna moyo wa mawe that can resist the works of god ambao unaweza kupinga kazi za mungu that can actually not only resist also be offensive to the works of god ambayo kwa hakika sio tu kuzuia peke yake bali unaweza kukwaza kazi za mungu our program was not aired on tv but i saw that some bbc programs were running very highly paid probably kipindi chetu hakikuletwa kwa matangazo ya moja kwa moja katika runinga na nikaona kwamba kulikuwa na ratiba zingine za bbc ambazo zilikuwa zinaendelezwa labda kwa sababu walikuwa wamezigarimia kwa pesa mingi and i began to understand lord didn't you have a christian there you see nikaanza kuwaza je bwana inawezekana ni kwa sababu hakukukuwa na mkristo pale and you begin to understand that the heart is a heart of stone and he made me hear a conversation that was going on about our program na unaanza kusikia kwamba umoyo ni moyo wa jiwe na akanifanya nikaanza kuelewa nikasikia mazungumzo ambayo yalikuwa yanaendelea kuhusu kipindi hicho chetu he made me hear a conversation high level conversation phone calls were taking place akanisababisha nisikie mazungumzo mazungumzo ya kiwango cha juu ambapo walikuwa wanawasiliana kupitia kwa simu about the program about us about the ministry i'm talking about kuhusiana nasi kuhusiana na hicho kipindi kuhusiana na huduma hii holiness and repentance huduma hii ya toba na utakatifu that means that church those ministers that were talking hiyo inamaanisha hilo kanisa hao wa huduma ambao walikuwa wananena actually are still retaining the heart of stone hakika wangali wako na moyo wa jiwe god cannot use that heart bwana hawezi kutumia moyo huo you have to be completely broken when he says i'll break you itabidi uwe umevunjika kikamilifu wakati anasema nitakuvunja and reveals you he's building a vessel that vessel is the heart na kukujenga upya hicho chombo ni moyo wako That's what the potter is working on. Hiyo ndio kazi ambayo mfinyanzi anaifanyia kazi. And he says, and I'll put my spirit in you, that's verse 27. Naye anasema, nami nitatia roho yangu ndani yenu. Huo ni mstari wa 27. And move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Na kuwaendesha katika sheria zangu, nanyi mtazishika hukumu zangu na kuzitenda. That is what the Lord says to you. Hivyo ndivyo Bwana anavyowaambia. So you begin to understand not until God. Kwa hivyo naanza kuelewa kwamba sio hadi wakati le Mungu has changed your heart atakuwa amebadilisha moyo wako you cannot even follow his decrees hauwezi hata kufuata amri zake god created your heart mungu aliumba moyo wako god knows your heart mungu anajua moyo wako you cannot even fake this thing here you cannot fake it hata hauwezi kuleta ubandia wa hiki kitu hauwezi kuleta ubandia ndani yake you will not fake this one hautauleta ubandia hapa because god knows your heart kwa sababu bwana anajua moyo wako and that is exactly where the problem is for the church in the whole world na hapo ndipo palipo na shida kwa kanisa lote kiduniani mwote it is the heart 
if the heart were to be willing ni moyo ikiwa moyo huu ungekuwa na hiari the holy spirit would have its way through the church roho mtakatifu angepata nafasi yake kupitia kwa kanisa it is the heart ni moyo it is not about money hata haihusiani na fedha it is not about africa being poorer or kenya being poorer than america haihusiani na afrika kukuwa maskini au kenya kuwa maskini kuliko marekani or america being richer than other countries au marekani kuwa tajiri kuliko inchi zingine it is the heart of the people in those countries ni mioyo ya watu katika hizo inchi that's all that matters that's what god asks hicho ndicho kinachojalisha hicho ndicho ambacho Bwana anakiuliza. He says all I ever asked you for is your heart. Anasema yote ambayo niliwahi kuwaitisha ni mioyo yenu. And he said bring an empty heart. Don't bring it loaded. So we need to understand the ways of God. Na kwa hivyo anasema leta moyo uliyomtupu silete moyo uliyoja. Kwa hivyo itabidi tuelewe njia za Bwana. God is very deep and he talks about the heart. Mungu ni wa kibilindi sana na ananena kuhusu moyo. This thing on repentance that came into this country is about the heart ili jambo kuzana toba lililoletwa katika inji hii ni kuhusu moyo that is the vessel god is talking about na hicho ndicho chombo ambacho bwana ananena kuhusu i want to rebuild i want to clean it up nataka nikijenge upya nataka nikisafishe i want to remove the chaff from it nataka nitoe uchafu ndani yake This thing on repentance is about your heart ili jambo kuzana na toba la usiana na moyo wako The altar of the Lord which is defiled is about your heart. Madhabahu ya Bwana ambayo yamenajisika yanahusiana na moyo wako. It is your heart that actually is defiled. Ni moyo wako kwa hakika ambao umenajisika. Actually you have no right even to point a finger at somebody else. Kwa hakika hauna haki hata ya kukonyeza kidole kwa mtu mwingine. We don't have a right to point a finger. Oh you see those ministers have defiled. No, the altar is the heart. Hakika hatuna haki ya kukonyeza vidole na kusema ah wale watumishi wamenajisi madhabahu ya Bwana hapana madhabahu ni moyo wako that is the basic altar hiyo ndio madhabahu ya kimsingi ya maana kabisa and i'm going to bring you you will see how god comes and marks that heart and circumcises that heart na ninaenda kuwaleta utaona jinsi Bwana anakuja na kuweka alama moyo hule kisha anaupasha tohara he marks that heart anaweka alama moyo huo for himself kwa ajili yake when he says i shall come wakati anasema nitakuja and i'll give you the vision he showed me when he took me into the throne room of god na nitawapatia maono aliyonipatia wakati alinipeleka katika chumba cha enzi cha Mungu and the cherubim on the right hand side as you face the throne na makerubi upande wa mkono wa kilia wakati unapoangalia mbele crosses over and peels the chest of the ark of the covenant anavuka na kifungua kifuniko kile cha sanduku la agano jipya that represents the spiritual circumcision of your heart you see na hiyo inaashiria tohara ya kiroho ya moyo wako waona so this thing is about the heart kwa hivyo hili jambo la usiana na moyo wako and if this church is to be a mature church na kama kanisa hili litakuwa kanisa lililokoma if this church is to be used by god ikiwa kanisa hili litatumika na Mungu then the heart of this church has to change from the heart of stone to a heart of flesh that can be pierced by the gospel kwa hivyo itabidi moyo wa kanisa hili libadilishwe kutoka kwa moyo wa mawe hadi kwa moyo wa nyama ambao unaweza kupenyezwa na injili you see waona and when your heart has become a heart of flesh na wakati moyo wako umekuwa moyo wa nyama that heart is vulnerable to the scripture huo moyo unakubaliana na maandiko Every time the gospel hits that heart it changes. Kila wakati injili inapogonga moyo huo unabadilika. The heart of stone is resistant to the scripture, resistant the gospel. Moyo wa jiwe unapinga maandiko, unapinga neno la Mungu. 
So now we are beginning to understand where the problem is. Actually God is speaking to our hearts. Kwa hakika Bwana ananena na mioyo yetu. You people now will grow to another level. Kwamba nyinyi watu mtaenda kwa kiwango kingine. You see? Mwaona? And you begin to look at your heart, examine your heart. Na unaanza kutazama moyo wako, kuchunguza moyo wako. Begin to clean up the impediment, the stumbling block. Anza kusafisha ile uchafu vikwazo in your heart and wash them away. Vilivyo katika moyo wako na kuviosha. So God can have his way. Kwamba Bwana apate nafasi yake. And that process somebody. Na hiyo hatua ewe mtu. Let me tell you that process. Hebu niwaambie hatua hiyo. That process is a painful process. Hiyo hatua ni hatua ya uchungu. For God to break down that heart of stone. Kwa Mungu kuvunjavunja ule moyo wa mawe and replace it with a heart of flesh and fill it with the Holy Spirit. Na kuweza kuiweka badala yake moyo wa nyama na kujaza na roho takatifu you have changed identity kwa hakika umebadilisha utambulisho it's a new process ni hatua mpya let me tell you one thing if you are still in the same ways hebu niwaambie kitu kimoja ikiwa ngali katika zile njia zile zile you heard when you are in the world ulizokuwa nazo ulipokuwa duniani then you have not received Christ basi hujampokea kristo your heart has not changed moyo wako haujabadilika because when your heart changes all your ways will change. Maana moyo wako unapobadilika njia zako zote zitabadilika. Because of the Holy Spirit. Kwa sababu ya Roho Mtakatifu. Let's read another scripture here somebody. Just to emphasize that before we move on. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19. Let's see what it says. It says the same thing. Hebu tuweze kusoma andiko lingine hapa ili tusisitize tu hayo Ezekieli 11 mstari wa 19. Inasema jambo lile lile. And I'll bring it to a place of a spiritual circumcision of your heart. Na nitawaleta katika mahali pa tohara ya kiroho ya moyo wako. And that's very critical. Na hiyo ni muhimu sana. Spiritual circumcision of your heart. Tohara ya kiroho ya moyo wako. Again I'm saying Ezekiel, thank you Jesus. Tena ninasema Ezekieli Asante Yesu. Let's just start from 18 so you understand the gravity of this issue. Hebu tuanze mstari wa 18 ivi kwamba upate kuelewa uzito wa swala hili. And this what he says. They will return to it and remove all its vile images, the idolatry. Hivi ndivyo anavyosema. Nao watafika huko, nao wataondolea mbali vitu vyake vyote, vichukizavyo, yani sanamu. By the way, idolatry is one of the biggest sins you can ever commit. Hata hivyo, kuabudu sanamu ni mojawapo wa dhambi kubwa kabisa ambao unaweza kutenda. And sexual immorality. Na dhambi ya ngono na uasherati. God says flee from them. Flee. You see, run away. Look at that. Bwana anasema itoroke, itoroke, kimbia. Unaona hivyo? He says they will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. Anasema nao watafika huko, nao wataondolea mbali vitu vyake vyote vichukizavyo na machukizo yake yote. I will put a new spirit in them and I will remove from them their hearts of stone and give them a heart of flesh. You see? And they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Hallelujah. Nami nitawapa moyo wangu, nami nitatia roho mpya ndani yao. Nami nitaondoa moyo wa kijiwe katika miili yao. Nami nitawapa moyo wa nyama. Hallelujah. And they become my people and I'll become their God. Ili waende katika amri zangu na kuyeshika maagizo yangu na kuyatenda. Nao watakuwa watu wangu. Nami nitakuwa Mungu wao. Now listen to that. Listen to me saying here. When God comes and changes your heart. Basi sikiliza hayo, sikiliza hapa ewe mpendo wakati Mungu anakuja na kubadilisha moyo wako. Now you begin to enter into what we call sonship. Sasa unaanza kuingia kwa kile ambacho tunaita uana. Sonship, you enter into sonship. Uana, unaingia katika uana. Where he adopts you now. Now you become his people and he becomes your God. Ambapo anaweza kuwachukua mnafanyika wana wake naye anakuwa Mungu wenu. 
That is what this process is involving here. Sasa hiyo ndio hiyo hatua inahusisha. And then you begin to ask yourself, the children of God in Kenya. Halafu unaanza kujiuliza, je, wana wa Mungu hapa Kenya are they in the sonship of God? Je, wako katika uana wa Mungu? Are they in that relationship with God? Je, wako katika uhusiano na Mungu? What are the characters? What are the traits of someone who has entered the sonship with God? Tabia hizi ni zipi? Asilia hizi ni zipi za mtu ambaye ameingia katika uana na Mungu? What are the traits? Asilia zake ni zipi? Do you see it in the church in Kenya? Je, unaiona katika kanisa la hapa Kenya? And most probably the answer will be no. Inawezekana kabisa jibu litakuwa ni hapana. You don't see it there. That means we've not even entered into sonship with God. Hauioni hapo. Hiyo inamaanisha hata tujaingia katika uana na Mungu. You understand? Je, unaelewa? Because God says I will adopt you. What does sonship mean? He will adopt you. Maana Mungu anasema nitawachukua. Yaani Mungu atawafanya wana wake. He takes you, changes your identity. Now you become his. Anakuchukua, anabadilisha utambulisho wake, unafanyika wake. And when you become his, na wakati nafanyika wake, he changes you so you can speak with him like a child speaks to a father. Unaweza kunena na yeye jinsi ile mwana anavyonena na baba yake. And then he can be able to answer you. Na alafu ana uwezo wa kukujibu wewe. If you see a church, God is not answering prayer. That church has not reached a place which is called sonship with God. Ikiwa unaona kanisa ambalo Bwana hajibu maombi yake, basi ilo kanisa lijafika mahali ambapo pana uana na Mungu. Where now you become a son to the most high God. Ambapo sasa unakuwa mwana kwa Mungu aliye juu sana. Where now you know you are right. Ambapo sasa unajua haki zako with God. Na Mungu. Where now you can live wakati ambapo sasa waweza ishi wherever you are and move back to God regardless of your circumstances. Papote pale ulipo na urudi kwa Mungu bila kuzingatia hali zako. Like the lost son, remember the Bible. Kama yule mwana mpotefu kumbuka katika Biblia. When the lost son found out actually who he is in Christ Jesus. Wakati yule mwana mpotevu aligundua kwa hakika yeye ni nani katika Kristo Yesu. So God gives you a new identity by changing your heart. Kwa hivyo Mungu anakupatia utambulisho mpya kwa kugeuza moyo wako. And only the Holy Spirit is capable of doing this thing. Na ni Roho Mtakatifu pekee yake aliye na uwezo wa kufanya hili jambo. Why has the church not received the Holy Spirit? Kwa nini kanisa lijapokea Roho Mtakatifu? Why has the church operated outside the Holy Spirit? Kwa nini kanisa limetenda kazi nje ya Roho Mtakatifu? And yet you understand that some of the churches have actually resisted people that have the gifts of the holy spirit na ili hali unaanza kuelewa kwamba baadhi ya makanisa kwa hakika wamepinga baadhi ya watu ambao wanafanya kazi kwa vipawa hivi vya roho mtakatifu they have killed them as in spiritual killing somebody wamewaua kwa mfano ule yani kuua kwa kiroho no 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 if you see visions let's be careful ah la hapana hapana kama unaona maono basi hebu tumakinike zaidi if you hear voices be careful kisikia sauti basi tumakinike zaidi how can the most high god speak with you and then you confuse it? or your pastor confuses it for an evil spirit speaking with you. Inawezekanaje Mungu aliye juu sana anene na wewe alafu wewe au mchungaji wako aichanganyishe bila kupambanua kwamba roho chafu chafu. The most high God speaking with you how can you confuse that one? Mungu aliye juu sana unawezaje kujichanganya na hiyo sauti? So the church in Kenya when you look at it Kwa hivyo kanisa la hapa Kenya unapolitazama that is a church that has not yet shifted position it is still in Babylon in the world there Ilo ni kanisa ambalo halijabadilisha nafasi lingali Babylonia lingali kule duniani Because that church has not yet brought the children of God Kwa sababu ilo kanisa bado halijaleta hawa wana wa Mungu into sonship katika uana And these are things he's talking about let's read more scripture somebody here Na haya ndio mambo anayonena kuhusu hebu tusome maandiko zaidi ewe mtu Let's read again the book of Ezekiel 18 Hebu tusome tena kitabu cha Ezekiel 18 verses 30 to 32 Ezekiel 18 mstari wa 30 na 30 
Tupilieni mbali nanyi makosa yenu yote mlio yakosa jifanyieni moyo mpya na roho mpya mbona mnataka kufa enye nyumba ya Israeli maana mimi sikufurahia kufa kwake afae asema bwana wa majeshi Look at what he says repent and live. Tazama anavyosema anasema basi gairini mkaishi. Now part of the process somebody listen to me today. Sasa baadhi ya hii hatua mtu nisikize leo hii. Part of the process of God processing you. Baadhi ya ile hatua ya Mungu kukutengeza. And I believe all of us are in that process where we want to be processed by God to the finishing line. Na ninaamini kwamba kila mmoja wetu tuko katika ile hatua ambayo tungalipenda Mungu atuchonge, atufikishe katika ile sehemu ya mwisho kabisa ya kuchongwa. So we become perfect bride, the perfect bride of Christ. Ivi kwamba tuwe biarusi aliyekamilika, biarusi mkamilifu wa Kristo. Remember the perfect bride of Christ is spotless. Kumbuka biarusi mkamilifu wa Kristo hana doa. As no spot. And since the Bible says that perfect bride will be spotless we'd rather move towards there. Hana mawana kwa sababu Biblia inasema biarusi mkamilifu wa Kristo hana wala lolote basi afadhali tusonge pale. Because that means God will fulfill to the letter. Kwa sababu hiyo inamaanisha Bwana atatimiliza kikamilifu everything about the Bible. Kila kitu kuhusiana na Biblia. The perfect bride of Christ biarusi mkamilifu wa Kristo is completely spotless. Hana doa lolote kabisa. So in other words he's telling you kwa hivyo kwa maneno mengine anakuambia repentance repentance is critical toba toba ni ya muhimu sana when the blood of jesus comes and washes you the blood of jesus is the spiritual embodiment of repentance wakati ule damu ya yesu inakuja na kukuosha hii damu ya yesu ndio mwili mpya ambao unakuja wa kiroho katika toba wash my heart he said read yourselves of the offenses osha moyo wangu anasema tupilieni mbali makosa yenu yote get rid of those sins wachaneni na hizo dhambi zote by repenting kwa kutubu and what is the meaning of repentance somebody na maana ya toba ni nini ewe mtu i gave you that in hebrews chapter 10 verse 2631 niliwapatia hiyo kitambo katika waraka wa ibrania 10:26 hadi 31 hebrews 6 verse 46 Second Peter chapter 2 verses 19 to 22. Waraka wa Ibrania 6 mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6, Petero wa 2 mlango ni wa 2:19 hadi 22. He says you cannot go back to the world. That is the true meaning of repentance somebody. Anasema hauwezi rudi tena katika dunia. Hiyo ndio maana kamili ya toba ewe mtu. The church has not been mature because the church has not received the Holy Spirit of God. Kanisa halijakuwa limekomaa kwa sababu kanisa halijampokea Roho Mtakatifu wa Mungu. Why has the church not received the Holy Spirit of God? Ni kwa nini kanisa halijapokea Roho Mtakatifu wa Mungu? Because the church kwa sababu kanisa has not taught true repentance. Halijafundisha toba ya ukweli. Why? Kwa nini? The church has told you can come and go many times as you wish. Kanisa limefundisha kwamba unaweza kukuja na kurudi tena mara mingi jinsi upendavyo. No, the Bible says you cannot. La, Biblia inasema Hauwezi. The Bible says you cannot come and go. Biblia inasema hauwezi kukuja na tena kurudi tena. The church has said there's so much grace. Kanisa limesema kuna neema nyingi sana. 
There is so much love. Kuna upendo mwingi sana. But under that love, lakini katika upendo huo, is the blood of Jesus. Imo damu ya Yesu. The judgment of God against sin. Hukumu wa Bwana kinyume au dhidi ya dhambi. Under that love is very strong. Katika upendo huo ni wa udhabiti sana. That kind of love is very strong. Hiyo aina ya upendo ni ya udhabiti mno. He gave Jesus and he turned his face away as they butchered him. Akampeana Yesu na akageuza uso wake kando naye wakati alikuwa anachinjwa. He didn't want to look inside his wrath would have destroyed the earth. He looked away. Akasema hataki kuangalia hasira zake zingearibu dunia yote, akaangalia kando. So the church has not taught true repentance. Kwa hivyo kanisa halijafunza toba ya ukweli. Look at that he say, I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit. Tazama hivi, anasema nitawapatia moyo mpya nitampa roho mpya. So he says repent and live. Kwa hivyo anasema tubuni mkaishi. That means repentance. This process I'm talking about here. Leo inamaanisha toba ndio hii mtindo au hatua hii ambayo unanena kuhusu hapa. Now what kind of repentance are we talking here? Repentance where you come you cannot go back. Na sasa tunanena kuhusu toba ya aina gani hapa? Toba ambapo unakuja na hauwezi kurudi nyuma tena. The Bible tells me in 2 Peter that I gave you chapter 2. Biblia niambia katika ile waraka wa pili wa Petro niliyowapatia, mlango wa pili If you repented and went back like the church has told you. Ikiwa utatubu na kurudi tena jinsi kanisa limewafunza. Your final condition is worse than it was in the beginning. Hali yako ya hatimaye ya mwisho ni mbaya kuliko ilivyokuwa pale mwanzoni. That means you have taken the blood of Jesus. Hiyo inamaanisha umechukua damu ya Yesu. The ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice. Dhabihu kamilifu, dhabihu ya mwisho kabisa. There is no other sacrifice. Hakuna tena dhabihu and then wash your sins alafu washe dhambi yako then you've gone back to that part of the scripture verse 22 of second peter 2 kisha umerudi tena pale kwa hiyo sehemu ya andiko katika waraka wa pili wa petero mlango wa pili mstari wa 22 says it's like a dog going back to eat its vomit unaosema ni kama umbwa anayerudia matapishi yake it does not say like a human like a dog Hasemi kama binadamu anasema kama umbwa anayerudi katika matapishi yake you cannot keep coming and going back hauwezi kuendelea kukuja na kurudi tena the bible says in again hebrews that you are putting christ to shame biblia inasema tena katika waraka wa ibrania anasema unampatia kristo aibu public disgrace because when you come in aibu hadharani maana wakati unapokuja god marks you Mungu anakuweka alama. Anakupatia kitambulisho. And the world looks at you. Nayo dunia inakutazama. And they expect to see the mirror image of Christ. Na wanatarajia kuona mfano wa Kristo. And when they don't see it and they see contrary. Na wakati hawaioni bali wanaona kinyume. You've ashamed Christ. Unamwaibisha Kristo. The church has not taught true repentance. Kanisa halijafunza toba ya ukweli. That's why many times. Na ndio sababu wakati mwingi when you hold meetings if you listen to my message that I preach. Wakati tuna mikutano ukisikiliza ujumbe ule ninaohubiri. Kenya, how did you repent? Kenya, mlitubu vipi? That's the message I preach at City Hall. Huo ndio ujumbe ambao nilihubiri pale katika City Hall. When you listen that message what do you find? Wakati unasikiliza ujumbe ule unapata nini? They went there to do spiritual warfare. Walienda pale kufanya vita vya kiroho. They did not go to repent. Repentance is in the Bible somebody. Hawakwenda pale kutubu. Kutubu kuko katika Biblia. 
You can find it there. What's wrong? Unaweza kuipata pale. Kasoro iwapi? If you are walking in the Holy Spirit, you will find it there. Ikiwa unatembea ndani ya Roho Mtakatifu, utaipata pale. Nehemiah chapter 10. Nehemiah mlango wa 10. Nehemiah 8, Ezra 10. Nehemiah mlango wa 8, Ezra mlango wa 10. Beni, Josiah. Wengi Josiah. They went and cried out to God. Walienda wakamlilia mbele za Bwana. Just present yourself and cry. Wewe jileta tunaulie. Forget the gimmicks that you saw. Sahau zile sarakasi mlizoona. Forget the dancing and all that that you saw. Sahau kule kucheza na mambo yote mlioyaona. They went walienda and assembled as one man. Wakakutanika kama mtu mmoja and just cried out to God. Nakulia tu mbele za Mungu. And they say Lord. Na wakasema Bwana. We are sorry that our sins, the sins of our forefathers have reached as high as the heaven can reach. Samahani kwamba dhambi zetu na dhambi za mababu zetu zimefika juu mbinguni kadri ya ile bingu za juu kabisa zaweza fika. That is repentance. Hiyo ni toba. So the church is not even understanding repentance. Kwa hiyo kanisa hatalijelewa toba. That's why. Na ndio sababu they can tell you to go and come back. Wanaweza kwambia enda na urudi tu tena. Which is not right. You cannot do that. Ambayo si sawa hauwezi fanya hivyo. The Bible tells me. Biblia inaniambia they cannot be brought back hawawezi kurejeshewa tena it's important we understand that on hebrews chapter 6 ni muhimu kabisa tupata kuelewa hiyo waraka wa ibrania mlango wa sita. you can read the other hebrews i gave you later waweza kusoma zile hebrews zingine nilizopata pale baadaye hebrews chapter 6 verse 46 wa ibrania mlango wa sita mstari ni wa 4 hadi wa sita mtu hebrews 6:46 wa ibrania 6 4 hadi 6 Precious people If you are sitting there in your living room that hotel room a motel or you are receiving this even by audio through some radio someone is sending it to you by phone Whichever way if you feel in your life that you are salvation has not presented the hallmark the feature the characteristic of obedience to the lord then the lord is saying this is the hour at which we need to change conformity and become more heavenly and become obedient and if that is you even at home and you have never received the lord before and now you feel like this word has touched you you want now to obey obey the cross at calvary and the blood obey the call to salvation repeat this prayer say dear jesus i have heard your word your holy word And Lord I know that your word is established in heaven. And I ask you my father, my everlasting father, to establish your word in my life. The word of salvation. I repent of all sins and receive you in my life. Precious Jesus please transform me and withdraw me from 
focusing on the life in the world, on this earthly living. And change me and redirect me to be more heavenly focused that I may enter heaven, the kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again. If you have said that prayer again, as have you heard in this broadcast, this is not some kind of gimmick or trick. This is now the holy word. It's about salvation. The salvation of the cross. And it's not about money. This is about preparing you that after living this short life on this earth, you can have eternal peace with God. Make sure you're baptized and you find a Bible teaching church. Not a church where the pastor is comical, comedian, making you laugh. I am talking about a church where the pastor is teaching salvation. Salvation of the cross. Salvation of the blood. The old rugged cross. The abandoned cross. The cross at Golgotha. May the Lord bless you. Prepare the way. The Messiah is coming. Shalom. Todarabah. Todalahem. Amen.